So today I'm going to continue my series on specific mental health disorders. This one is going to be on borderline personality disorder. We're going to talk about what it is, the symptoms, what it looks like, and things that you can do for people or for yourself if you know that you are diagnosed with this disorder. Now, if anything in this podcast resonates you, and this is the same with all my other podcasts, it is important to go seek medical professional help. The stuff that is here is to help you but is no way a form of treatment or diagnosis for you or anything else like that. So, what is borderline personality disorder? It is an illness marked by an ongoing pattern of varying moods, self-image, and behavior. These symptoms often result in impulsive actions and problems in relationships. People with personality disorder, and specifically borderline personality disorder, may experience intense episodes of anger, depression, and anxiety that can last a few hours to days. So one of the most popular examples that is given in textbooks of borderline personality disorder is when someone gives you a statement or tries to get a reaction out of you for just by saying something. So like the best example that I can give is let's say that I have a client and I don't know if you guys can hear that. It is storming here. I live in Florida, so it is hurricane season for sure. So you might hear some thunder and lightning behind me. So an example that I can give is, let's say I'm seeing a client and we're talking and I look at my watch and my client freaks out and storms out, starts cussing me out because my attention is away from them. Or for example, let's say I had a client that went into my office and rearranged everything. They're trying to revoke a certain response out of me or are reacting to something that I am doing, like the watch. So, what are some signs and symptoms? People with borderline personality disorder may experience mood swings and display uncertainty about how they see themselves and their role in the world. As a result, their interests and values can change very quickly. People with borderline personality disorder also tend to view things in extremes, such as all good things or very bad. Their opinions of others can also change quickly. An individual who is seen as a friend Monday may be considered an enemy or a traitor the next. These shifting feelings can lead to an intense and unstable relationships. Other signs and symptoms may include efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment, such as rapidly initiating intimate physical or emotional relationships or cutting off communication with someone in, in anticipation of being abandoned. A pattern of intense and unstable relationships with family, friends, and loved ones, often swinging from extreme closeness and love to extreme dislike or anger, distorted and unstable self-image or sense of self, Impulsive and often dangerous behaviors such as spending sprees, unsafe sex, substance abuse, reckless driving, and binge eating. Please note, if these behaviors occur primarily during a period of elevated mood or energy, they may be signs of a mood disorder, not borderline personality disorder. Self-harming behaviors such as cutting, reoccurring thoughts of suicidal behavior or threats, intense and highly changeable moods with each episode lasting for a few hours to a few days, chronic feelings of emptiness, inappropriate intense anger or problems controlling your anger, difficulty trusting, which is sometimes accompanied by irrational fear of other people's intentions, and feelings of disassociation, such as feelings of cut off from oneself, seeing oneself from outside one's body, or feelings of unreality. Not everyone with personality 
disorders or borderline personality disorders experiences every symptom. Some individuals experience only a few symptoms, while others have many. Symptoms can be triggered by seemingly ordinary events. For example, people with borderline personality disorder may become angry or distressed over minor separations from people who they feel close. Such as, uh, let's say, I went on a business trip or someone went traveling. The severity of frequency of symptoms and how long they last will vary depending on an individual and their illness. So actually, an example of this where I work is, is I sell jewelry <laughs> as my job right now while I'm in school. And I had this guest that their boyfriend was going on vacation and my boss overheard and was like, oh, I'm going on vacation that week too. And this lady proceeded to think and accuse her of having an affair with her boyfriend because they were both going on vacation at the same time. <laughs> totally separate places. And my boss is married. So it's just like an irrational fear that someone is doing something to hurt you or putting things out of proportion as well. So what are the risk factors? The cause of borderline personality disorder is not yet clear. But research suggests that genetics, brain structure, and function, environmental, cultural, and social factors play a role, or may increase the risk for developing borderline personality disorder. So let's look at family history. People who have a close family member, such as a partner or sibling, with the disorder may be at higher risk of developing borderline personality disorder. There's also some brain factors. Some studies show that people with borderline personality disorder can have structural and functional changes in the brain, especially in the areas that control impulses and emotional regulation. But it is not clear whether these changes are at risk for the disorder or caused by the disorder. And then environmental, cultural, and social factors. Many people with borderline personality disorder report experiencing traumatic life events such as abuse, abandonment, or adversity during childhood. Others may have been exposed to unstable and validating relationships and hostile conflict. Although these factors may increase a person's risk, it does not mean that a person will develop borderline personality disorder. Likewise, there may be people without these risk factors who develop borderline personality disorder in their lifetime. So what does treatment look like? What does therapy look like? So borderline personality disorder is actually really hard to diagnose. A lot of times it's misdiagnosed and historically has been viewed as very difficult to treat. But with newer evidence-based treatment, many people with the disorder experience fewer or less severe symptoms and an improved quality of life. It is important that people with borderline personality disorder receive evidence-based specialized treatment from an appropriately trained provider. Other types of treatment or treatment provided by a doctor or therapist who is not appropriately trained may not benefit this person. So meaning you need to find someone that specializes in borderline personality disorder. Um, therapists specialize in so many different things, and it's like apples and oranges. You can't take your orange or... Let me think of a better example of this. So let's say that you have a reptile, and he's sick, and you take him to the vet, and you take him to someone that specializes in horses, not reptiles. It's going to be very hard for that vet to treat that person. It's the same way. You need to find someone that is specialized in borderline personality disorder so they know exactly what they can do to help you. Many factors affect the length of time it takes for symptoms to improve once treatment begins. So it is important for people with borderline personality disorder and their loved ones to be patient to receive appropriate support during treatment. And what does the testing and diagnosis look like? A licensed mental health professional, such as a psychiatrist, psychologist, or clinical social worker, or a clinical mental health counselor experiencing diagnosing and treating mental health disorders can diagnose borderline personality disorder. 
by completing a thorough interview, including discussion about symptoms, performing a careful and thorough medical exam, which can help rule out other possible causes of symptoms, and asking about medical family histories, including any history of mental illness. Borderline personality disorder often occurs with other mental illnesses. Co-occurring disorders can make it hard to diagnose and treat borderline personality disorder, especially if symptoms of other illnesses overlap with the symptoms of borderline personality disorder. This is why it makes it so hard to diagnose at first. For example, a person with borderline personality disorder may be more likely to also experience symptoms of depression, bipolar disorder, anxiety disorders, substance abuse disorders, and eating disorders. It's also very important to Seek and stick with treatment if you have borderline personality disorder. They are more likely to develop other chronic medical or mental illnesses, and they're less likely to make healthy lifestyle choices. Borderline personality disorder is also associated with a significantly higher rate of self-harm and suicidal behavior than the general public. People with borderline personality disorder who are thinking of harming or attempting suicide may need help right away. And I'm going to give this to you guys. If you or someone you know is in crisis, call the toll-free National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-8255. And they're open 24 hours a day. So the therapy, one of the therapies that they recommend for borderline personality disorder is psychotherapy. Is the first-line treatment for people with a personality disorder. A therapist can provide one-on-one treatment between the therapist and patient or treatment in a group setting, whichever you prefer, whichever one works best, and sometimes in conjunction with each other. Therapist-led group sessions may help teach people with borderline personality disorder how to interact with others and how to effectively express themselves. It is important that people in therapy get along with and trust their therapist. The very nature of borderline personality disorder can make it difficult for people with the disorder to maintain a comfortable and trusting bond with their therapist. And then two examples of psychotherapies used to treat borderline personality disorder include DBT, which is this type of therapy was developed for individuals with borderline personality disorder. DBT uses concepts of mindfulness and exception or being aware and attentive to the current situation and emotional state. DBT also teaches skills that can help control intense emotions, reduce self-destructive behaviors, and improve improve relationships. Sorry, I'm having a hard time talking today. (laughs) And DBT stands for dialectical behavioral therapy. And the other one is cognitive behavioral therapy. This type of therapy can help people with borderline personality disorder identify and change core beliefs and behaviors that underlie inaccurate perceptions of themselves and others and problems interacting with others. CBT may help reduce a range of mood and anxiety symptoms and help reduce the number of suicidal or self-harming behaviors. There's also some medications. Because the benefits are unclear, medications are not typically used as a primary treatment for borderline personality disorder. However, in some cases, a psychiatrist may recommend medications to treat specific symptoms such as mood swings, depression, other co-occurring mental health disorders. Treatment with medications may require care from more than one medical professional. Certain medications can cause different side effects in different people. Talk to your doctor about what to expect from a particular medication, and you can also read more on the National Institute of Mental Health's health topic page. There's also some other elements of care. Some people with borderline personality disorder experience severe symptoms and need intense, often inpatient care. Others may use some outpatient treatments, but never need hospitalization or emergency care. 
And then also, too, they recommend therapy for caregivers and family members. Families and caregivers of people with borderline personality disorder may also benefit from therapy. Having relative or loved one with the disorder can be stressful, and family members or caregivers may unintentionally act in ways that can actually worsen their loved one's symptoms. Some, bo some borderline personality therapies include family members, caregivers, or loved ones in treatment sessions. This type of therapy helps by allowing the relative or loved ones develop skills to better understand and support a person with borderline personality disorder. Focusing on the needs of family members to help them understand the obstacles and strategies for caring for someone with borderline personality disorder. Although some research is needed to determine the effectiveness of family therapy and borderline personality disorders, studies on, under, on other mental illness suggest that including family members can help in a person's treatment. And then, for more information about finding healthcare provider or treatment for mental health disorders in general it is available on I love this website it's the National Institute of Mental Health and they have a special page for help for mental illness webpage you can actually google that and it will help you find um, a therapist or psychiatrist someone in your area that is licensed and specialty to work with personality disorders and in particular borderline personality disorders so what are some tips for family members or caregivers if you know someone that has this disorder you want to make sure you offer emotional support, understanding patience and encouragement. Change can be difficult and frightening to people with borderline personality disorder, but it is possible for them to get better over time. Learn about the mental disorders, including borderline personality disorder, so you can understand what the person in the disorder is experiencing. Encourage your loved one who is in treatment for borderline personality disorder to ask about family therapy and seek counseling for yourself from a therapist. It should not be the same therapist that your loved one with borderline personality is seeing. It should be a completely different one. So, I hope this clears up some things, and sorry for all the thunder and the tongue twisters today, about borderline personality disorder and what it is. And I hope you guys have a good one. I'm excited for my next podcast. We're still in the series of specific mental health disorders, but I am capped out. I have a couple more left, and then we're going to get into how to find the perfect therapist and what you can do if you find a therapist and you don't like them. That's going to be my next three-part series after I do the specific mental health disorders. So I'm really excited for you guys, and that's a TM Mental Health, and that's it. Thanks for listening.